Hey, everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Business Spotlight. Today, I have a special guest joining us from New York, and she is numerologist Nova Lee Wilder. Hi, Nova Lee. Welcome hi. to the show. <laughs> and hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm very excited. You. I'm excited, too. I, was, I love working with numerology because it's such a big part of tarot and mm, um, yes. Yes. But I do, and I'm sure that your work is, a, is very interesting and, and it has a little bit of a twist of its own. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's interesting that you say the tarot because um, I did just write a book. It's out in November. Um, but one of the things I thought was interesting about it, like writing about numerology is one thing. You know, people have an opinion. Oh, my God, numbers and birthdays and dates and letters. Uh, but then looking at how numerology connects to other spiritual fields and other spiritual tools. And the interesting thing about the tarot um, is that when you look at the major arcana and you look at some of the numbers on the cards and some of the descriptions of the cards, like the tower and the sun, the fool, and you know more of them, they're actually the description of name vibrations. So even though people who like get a reading, like a tarot reading, they're like, oh, this is just like about me right now. There is actually like a deeper meaning. And I believe that the tarot, one of the reasons that like it's still here is because it's a way of bringing numerology like under the table, but still into the future. Um, I think in my studies, I realized that like, Astrology and numerology are one of one of the oldest forms of spiritual um, tool, like actual practical tool, not a religion, but a tool. And one of the reasons I think that um, they got like outlawed or like the early church fathers and organized religion, why they were like, no, no astrology, no numerology, no palm reading, no nothing. Let's just have one God um, was because it like it brings a lot of the power back to the person. It brings a lot of power, like you have the power and this is your map and your destiny and how do you want to interpret this and what are like your life goals and challenges and like, like always bringing it back to you. And uh, I feel like it's interesting to see like the interconnectedness of like different spiritual tools because I feel like the map, our map, the map of your soul or what you're here to do is in everything. So what I access through the numbers and when I do like numeroscopes and numerology reading and when I look at people's names, I feel like I'm reading the same map that a pa like a palm reader would read or a really good tarot reader would tap into that like knowledge that's behind the cards, the mm -hmm. intuitive hints. Um, so I feel like the more I talk to people and the more they like explain how their approach is different, the more I'm like, no, we're just the same. You're using, like, where you're just looking at the map from like a different angle, but it's the same map. And I feel like that's also like one of the things that anyone looking to get a reading from someone should look for. They should say some of the same things. Right. You know, I always feel like if people don't get like the major things about me right in a reading, then I'm like, okay, if you don't get the major things that everyone is going to say, then I'm not sure you're going to get any of the minor things. Like, I really feel like we're, we're pulling from the same source in that sense. Totally. And it's all interpretation. Yeah. But what I do, this was a long-winded uh, <laughs> answer. No, I love it. <laughs> uh, I, um, I work with people on name change. With numerology, we can look at just a birthday and the numbers in the birthday and look like major life challenges, lessons, what you're here to do, personality traits. And the challenges in our personality traits, like how we see ourselves, how we see the world, um, the people, like their interconnectedness with the numbers too. So like why you born on this birthday work well with someone else born on this birthday and not so well with someone else born on a different birthday, like the interconnectedness of that. Um, and then I help people change their name because uh, name vibrations are kind of like filters. This is something we know in the world of Instagram. We all yeah. get what a filter is. Um, and name vibrations have kind of like the effect of a filter. So a lot of the things that we think are like ingrained in us or like how we are or, you know, um, repeated experiences we have. It might be in love. It might be finances. It might be, 
you know, um, community, whatever it is, are not something that we just have to deal with. It might be in our name. And uh, when people seek me out and want to have, like, do a name change, I feel like this is my higher uh, perspective on it, that I see it as the soul saying, okay, I'm done. This filter, I got it. I'm, got, I'm good. I'm good. I got the lesson. Uh, I'm, I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Is there a different version uh, that I could try? So that's what I see, even though like people have like a million different reasons to change their name. Um, and like in this day and age, there's also a whole like patriarchy, feministic thing about like, what kind of last name do I have? Does it like mark me as the property of a man? or whatever, like, do I want that? Should it be like, not uh, like all the names that end on son, son like yeah. Hanson or whatever, like, why don't, why can't that, why can't it be daughter? Or could it be something that does not like, have like a masculinity to it? Um, but there's like a million reasons, but whatever people say, what I hear is the soul going like, I'm done. Let's just find the, the next good thing. Like, let's get to the core of who I am. Right, right. Yeah. And it's really something once you get to a certain age or to a certain level in your life that you might actually think about changing, think about something that fits you and your experience a little bit better. So yeah. would you actually be the person recommending the name that would they would change? To? No, no. I mean, I know some numerologists and I know it's some um, in some yoga forms you get like a yoga name or a yogi name at some point uh that someone picks for you um and i know like in native american tradition there might be something where if you exhibit certain traits or do something in a certain way people are like oh that's just like an animal or something and we're gonna call you gray wolf or something like that that's like fitting but i feel like the most empowering thing about a name change is to get to pick your own name um, so every letter has a number connected to it and we put all the numbers together. We get the vibration for that name. So what I do is I look at a whole name, like all the names in a name and I go like, what's supportive and what's like really challenging you. And then I look for names that would be supportive and I have lists thank God for computers that have like <laughs> calculated like hundreds and hundreds of names within each vibration. So people get lists with hundreds of names that they can pick from. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because I also feel like sometimes people say, I'm from Denmark and numerology is really big in Denmark. And people are like, oh, if you go to a numerologist, you're, you're supposed to be called something really weird. Everyone who goes there, they like end up being called something like, I don't know, floral, fantasia, something, something. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we don't pick... So if people pick something when what you deem weird, it's probably just their, you know, their inner, um, I don't know, their inner, like, aesthetic sense. Also, like, maybe they just think it's really, really beautiful. And that's why they pick it. Because there's definitely really boring and normal names on the lists that they get. But I also feel like, I mean, I'm a little bit like, go big or go home. I'm like, if you like a name, just like, you know, you, how many times are you going to change it? Not that many, hopefully. You're probably only going to do it once. So right. if you want your middle name to be Fantasia, you know, do, do it. Just really do it. Um, right. Because I also think there's, I mean, there's such power in reclaiming that card, what we're going to be called. Um, also, like, staying true to ourselves. I feel like it's, it doesn't matter if it's the, how you dress or what you're called, or how you live, or the job you have. There's so many ways of like showing the world who you are. And a name is one of the ways that you can do that. So. Definitely. And we have so much more freedom now to be able to actually make these choices for ourselves. So yeah. No, I mean, I only hope that that it'll bring people to I don't know, that name change and being called something that might not be so mainstream is going to be more and more normal because I feel like we're not carbon copies of each other and we shouldn't be, you know, just all called the same. And I feel like a lot of people who come to me and who have like a very normal name are like, I was never a Louise <laughs> or I was never whatever, something. And they're like, I hated this name. Like everyone in my, like over five people with this name in my class 
I never felt unique. And I'm like, you are really unique and you should really, you know, have a name that honors that. Right. Yeah. Right. And plus our parents choose our names. I mean, they try their best. I know um, I have to, to take responsibility for the names I've given my children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I did try to give them unique and, and, um, my daughter got like the end of a hippie period of my life though too. And so, yeah, I can understand like where she might want to say, I don't need this really long name, mom. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll show And we also, I mean, we pass on what we know. I mean, that's also like from a numerologist's perspective, I see that not just the vibration of a last name is passed on, we pass on the vibrations we know, even if it's a different name. So we will always give our kids what we know. And it might be supportive and it might not be supportive. You know, it might like really be the thing they need in their life. Uh, and other times it's like, oh, this was my mom's lesson or my dad's, you know, challenge. It's not for me. Right. Um, so I think, but I think like, I actually think that any, any reason almost to change your name is a good reason because there is that like nudge behind it because it's not something that people do like lightly. Right. You know, it's not, it is a big decision in that way. Right. Um, and there is like identity in it. And it, that's also why like claiming it can be so powerful. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, do you get, um, are these legal name changes? So they, they like change their whole identity as far as the, and, and you could call it changing their whole identity based on that. Yeah. I mean, if everyone who seeks me out mostly hope that they can just like change the spelling of a middle name. Okay. And then it'll be fine. Uh, but that's not always the case. You know, it's case by case. And I really do my best to like keep anything that can be kept because there is also no reason to change out a whole like a line of life, a whole name, if you don't need to, if you got something to keep, of course we're going to keep it. Um, but it, they are legal name changes because in this uh, weird real world we're living in, there's kind of a mirror between where we are and the systems we've created and then the spiritual world. And if one is into like the Akashic records, like mm -hmm. uh, the library of everything that has ever happened, never gonna happen, like all souls and our names. And the only way to like actually change the records is to actually change it here on earth. Um, I wish it wasn't so, but it kind of makes sense, right? Because of course you're, uh, I mean, you're different if you're being called mom. But your kids calling you mom are not, it's not really, you know, changing anything in your vibration. Um, also, like being an artist and having an artist name or shortening your name. You, we might have periods of time. I remember I had a boyfriend. He didn't like the name Daniel, but he really liked to be called Dan. Um, and then he was Danny. And, you know, like there was like versions that he tried out mm -hmm. like throughout his life. But his name was always Daniel. It never really changed. So that's why you have to legally change your name um, to like, I mean, I've seen people try it without, but it's also, I mean, this is a whole technical thing, but um, your names with your birthday creates your nomoscope. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the calculations we do is like, well, if you have this nomoscope, this name with this birthday, what does that do to your yearly cycles? Like the feeling of going through your life. That's one of the things we can calculate. We can see, you know, for women, if you're very fertile, or if there's like periods of time where there's like a lot of love, or a lot of challenges, or stress, um, or fame, like spotlight on you, there's a lot of things we can calculate and look at. And if you don't change your name, those yearly cycles, they don't change. So mm. there's like, you know, it's all course, and like everything is connected in that way. So you have to do something, you have to make a real change to like everything else to change. Right. Yeah. No, it, it totally does because that's that's taking it to the step where you're saying this is legally binding and I'm fully owning yeah. it instead of. And it it's being. also to say like goodbye to something. You have to leave something behind. Right. Uh, you can't have, you know, two names in that sense. They're, sure. They're, yeah, you do have, and I feel like it's also to me it's always interesting to see because some countries you can't change your name and some countries it's very easy 
And I mean, in Denmark, you can change your name online. You don't even have to go to court or any office or anything. Oh, wow. And in the U.S., you have to go to court to change your name. It's very simple, but you do have to do that. Um, so it's just always interesting to see how different countries, because I also feel like that also has something to do with like spiritual levels or what is possible. Because if a country makes it impossible to change your name, hmm, that's interesting what that says about like the culture there and like the mindset of like identity and who we are. And maybe you right. can change it when you get married, but you can't change it back if you get divorced. Right. Well, and that's a really interesting thing because it does, it is very easy to change your name when you get married. And then a lot of people, even no matter, you know, it takes them a while for them to give up even the, the worst husband's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's also interesting. I mean, I have never met someone and of course I meet people who want to change their name. Uh, but I've never met someone who who came and had to give up, you know, an ex-husband's name without saying, you know, I never liked it. I took it because it was expected, but I never actually liked his last name, but it was important to his family or something. And I'm like, that's a red flag. Like, I'm, it's not a red flag for the, you know, the marriage, but if you don't want the name, don't take it. <laughs> right. I'm like, right. that's not just such like a, that's not like a, a tiny rebellious act. That's your gut saying, I don't think we should do this. Right. Because as I see it also, when we do get married and if we take on someone else's name or maybe we hyphen and, you know, you take your husband's and he takes yours, that changes dynamics. And sometimes it's okay. And other times that can, you know, actually change the relationship because again, with the filters, the filters change a little bit and we might see ourselves a little different. We might see the person a little different. Right. Right. Um, that opens up like so much even there, you know, in, in terms yeah. of patriarchy, like you were saying, and property and, and old school ways of thinking about a wife's role in, in a home or in, in life versus a man's role. Mm-hmm. But also just like, I mean, I really understand the pull to share a name. And I do have couples who come to me and have decided like, uh, you know, we always wanted a name change, but now we're getting married. So now we're going to do it together so we can see if we can get the same last name. Oh, so nice. they, yeah. I mean, there's not that many of them because I do feel like there's usually, whether it be the man or the woman, someone pulling in a relationship towards maybe like more spiritual things. Um, and often I will have a wife and then a couple of months or half a year later, I will have the husband. Because they can see, and men are visual in that sense. They have to see the change. Um, sometimes you can't explain it with words, but when they see the change in their wife, they're like, oh, so this is possible. Okay, cool. I'll do it now. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I wish there were more of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming along. It takes a while. So... And it's interesting that you mentioned the Akashic Records because that's something, yeah, that you have to use a person's name in order to access you do. Yeah. to get into that space. And so you would think if a person changes their name, yeah, they have to, they have to really own that so that you can access the proper... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of... Uh, I do a lot of work before a session to like see what's possible. And I have an opinion (laughs) about what's possible. And then in the session, I try to see, because, um, well, the teacher I had call it, called the like the term for the kind of numerologist I am matched numerologist, because she was like, it's not just on paper. It's a person in front of you with dreams and ideas and a whole history. And we can't just like, you know, it's not like, it's not all math. It is intuitive. You have to know, like, you know, to ask the questions and what do they want and like translate what they say they want into what you can give them. Um, And I feel like, yeah, with the Akashic records, it's also just like matching things. What, like, what kind of journey are you on? I can, I can't change your, you know, your destiny in that sense. I can't change who you are, but I can really change how you see the world. Um, It's also like often with a lot of the people I see, if they have like, leadership 
as part of their journey. And that can be a challenge because leadership is actually like a masculine energy in that sense that it has to be active. It has to be outward. It has to be in front in some sense. Right. And especially with women, with everything in society, and maybe you've got some name vibrations on top that are saying, please play small and please pay more attention to other people than yourself. And please, you know, uh, don't have boundaries and please, uh, you know, be more feminine in some way or like, please um, seek out lost causes and spend your energy on them. Right. And there's a whole like, okay, if we change all these filters, who are you then? Like if you're allowed to be a leader, if you're allowed to be egotistical, if you're allowed to fill your own cup first, like what happens then? The sense of self. Um, yeah. And looking at the records, which I guess in, in some ways what I do really allows you to point out that and say like, see who you're supposed to be because they know, we all know. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm very rarely do I say something where people are like, oh, I don't think I'm that. It's always like, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I, know I should, I should be doing that. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's also like holding up a mirror. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of interesting that you say that a name can have so much power to, to. I mean, I didn't think so, but then I changed my own name because of course, you know, you can't become a neurologist without changing your name. And I was like, damn, okay. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot more there than we think. I mean, I do, um, in the book I have coming out, I do a couple of case studies because it's always interesting with successful or famous people because you can't really become successful or famous without really actually doing your core. Like, mm -hmm doing what's in your birthday. And usually, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, or it wasn't the case, but like your names will support that, push you, push you, push you in that direction um, and support you in some way. And off, I mean, it's just so interesting to see it. And I try to show people because without like actually changing your name, I can't actually show you. But then I can do a case study and say like, well, let's look at Oprah Winfrey. Let's look at what's in her birthday. And then let's look at her names and see what are they saying? Is any of this true? Oh, yes, it is. Um, so I tried to do like case studies, but again, I don't want to get to go too close. I feel right. like there needs to be some integrity. You can go very close, very far. But I mean, just like in my sessions, there are things I don't want to say out loud because I'm like, this is not going to be helpful. <laughs> Even if I can see it, this is not going to be helpful. Um, and then the same when I try to do case studies, I'm like, we could do it like very specifically, but I also feel like that would be crossing a boundaries because like, because famous people have chosen to be famous, but they haven't chosen to be like scrutinized. Right. By a neurologist. <laughs> well, it's, it's not something that you wouldn't necessarily see and to be able to take that person. And, and usually I think that they cultivate their, their personalities very yeah. precisely. We'll say. Yeah. Um, and so they choose what you get to see. But a lot of times then, too, uh, with, with this day and age, tabloids and... and yeah. You know. I mean, I feel I try to uh, use information that they have put out there. Okay, good. As confirmations. Yeah, well. Because I feel like there's also things we know about people that we know that they wish we didn't know. Right. You know, like there's that sense like, oh, I know that this story is never going to die down. It's going to follow you until you die. And there's no reason for me to point it out. Right. Um, then I just hope that my readers will go research on their own and probably get even more confirmation that way. I just right. feel like, I don't know, like as soon as we're looking under the hood of someone, like really the nitty gritty of like personal stuff, then yeah, it's just too... Uh, personal yeah I, I i i i want my own privacy and i really respect that other people want privacy too oh yeah definitely and and that's something even the people who are so often in the public eye so much like like in this day and age paparazzi is just like ridiculously invasive yeah. and so people need to be able to have their secrets at the end of the day so for sure for sure I mean, what would life be without, you know, some secrets? Yeah, we all have a past and we all have, have learning experience. And I think that's pretty much what we try and keep under wraps is those 
those situations that we wish we had handled differently, basically, or, or, you know, when your intuition tells you, no, don't go to that party. No, don't have that drink, <laughs> you know, and then you're just yeah. like, woo. Yeah. So it, it's really, sure. yeah. Yeah. Now when somebody is working with you, so this is a really involved process, then you really take time to research and to, to, take a look at this person's vibration from a bunch of different perspectives in yeah. order to best um, hear. Or yeah. I mean, I them. feel like um, I know that like, like any kind of spiritual tool, you can strip it like just with yoga, you know, people have stripped yoga of a lot of spirituality. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, just want to get a great ass. Or something and like you can do that with a lot of like a lot of tools or a lot of like things that actually have a spiritual component or like just like a higher perspective and I feel like with numerology it's a very practical tool which is why I like it I like that you can change people's lives I don't think I would have been attracted to this tool if I wasn't able to create real change uh, in people's lives so I also feel like I do need to when I can actually have this effect and again and then again, I also have to put pull back and say like, well, I can offer all this up, you know, and people can have sessions with me and not change their name. It hasn't happened yet. Usually people get all the information. And they're like, okay, I'm good. Let's go do it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you could, you could not do it. I just feel like um, it's my responsibility to go deep, to really know what I'm saying, that it's not like a le left hand job or something that I just wing. Um, I know that I need to, do the work to be fully present. I don't want, you know, to sit in a session and have to like calculate a bunch of stuff and like look up in books or whatever <laughs> and make right. diagrams or something while a person is actually sitting there, you know, having the session. So I do a lot of work before um, and I do a lot of work after actually, because like you said, the thing about wanting to change, like the thing about changing the name in the Akashic records I mean, I do my own energy work to support this soul into actually making that transformation. And that is something that people don't see, but I feel good knowing that, like, I have done everything I can. Right. Because, like, with anything, you give people something, you say something, and you don't know how they're actually going to take it or go home and think about it. It's also, like, knowing what I know about, like, numerology and there's like nine base numbers in numerology only nine numbers and I know that certain numbers take things a little differently than what I mean so I'm like aware of like okay phrasing it or knowing that like this person will probably write me in three days because they need time to like marinate and other base numbers like they just they're fast and you're like oh you got it okay we can move on we don't even have to have like a long session because you're just like okay good these things and did I, I need to change that and I'm practical, and then I do it. You know, we're like, people are different in that way. And I just feel like my biggest job is to like, yeah, like fold myself into what people need in that session and do whatever work I need to do afterwards and then like gently push them into their new life. Right. Um, and also because I'm not, I'm not good at like uh, checking in with people e each week. I need to give them like a good meaty, session that they can dig into and learn from and go back to also like you know I, I do work that's like applicable for the rest of your life right because, you know your birthday doesn't change so these challenges if it's like leadership then that's the challenge for the rest of your life <laughs> or the gift you know however you want to see it yeah. yeah yeah but that's okay so I have to go back to this in a minute but sure. that is really Excellent, though. I mean, you can pretty much look at a person's date of birth and their name and make calculations and say, okay, well, you know, according to what I see from you, is four pretty masculine? Is, is it pretty tied with the, the tarot? Or, or just say you're a four life path or a three life path, for example. I think it'd be, uh, to just clarify this, like life path is uh, Pythagorean or like Western numerology. So okay. like the term life path 
And the number usually refers to if you put all the numbers in your birthday together and you find the digit sum, that's the life path number. Uh, the form of numerology, even though like all forms of numerology are like, you know, informing each other is Chaldean numerology, which okay. is like a more ancient, older form. Okay. Uh, you know, 2000 BC or more uh, is like where we can find some of the roots of that. And in that we look at your base numbers, which is the day, just a day. Like I'm born on the 28th, just mm -hmm. that day. And uh, we find the digit sum of that date. So eight plus two is 10, and one plus zero is one. Okay. So my, my first base number is one. And that's the most important thing for me to know. Um, and if it's kind of like when you meet an astrologer and they're like, well, what's your zodiac sign? And like, that's the most important thing, right? Like you could, if you don't know that one, the rest is just gonna be like a little like discombobulated. Um, and then the second base number would be the year you were born. Okay. So I'm born in 1986, and I'm going to do the quick math for you guys. <laughs> you put okay. all the numbers together, it's 24. 2 plus 4 is 6. So uh -huh. 6 is my second base number, or my yearly base number. And these are the two numbers in numerology that we talk the most about, because this is actually like physical life, how you feel, what you're supposed to do, how you get success, what you need to reconcile in yourself. Um, these are the most important numbers. and Sure, that life path number at the end of your birthday is important too. But I feel like to help people, like practically, just like talk to them about like what they need to do to get success. And I do this because it's also very important to know, to be specific about what success is for you. Right. Because it's not the same thing for all people. It's really right. not. Um, and also know success can be a life theme if you're born on the third or the... Uh, 21st or the 30th then you're a three or the 12th and then success is a life theme <laughs> that's what you want in life ambition success and a certain form of leadership and then you know the conversation is like let's get really specific you can't just if I ask you what do you want out of life you can't just answer success you got to be really specific about what that looks like because to me success looks like acting on your dreams mm -hmm. every day Right. It does not mean crossing things off a list. It does not mean like hitting a goal and then immediately raising the bar and saying like, well, we've got to go further now and not recognizing that, you know, we actually did something. We achieved right. something. Um, so like having those conversations with people and being like, okay, so like, let's get really specific about this. Um, yeah. I forgot what your question was there. Um, oh, I... <laughs> Now I forgot too. Your fast. I'm just like, is this all in your book? <laughs> You've got me. It's in my book. It's in my book, um, and it's a pre-order sale right now. In case you want, it's called it's called a little bit of numerology, mm -hmm. and it's uh, coming out by Sterling through Sterling Publishing. They have a whole series okay. called a little bit of, uh, and I'm doing the one on numerology. But there are many good ones. There was one on runes that are actually really interesting, but like astrology, yoga, palm reading, meditation, like any kind of little tarot, like every kind of little, um, you know, field within the fields uh, are being like approached in each book. Yes. Cool. So it's all in the book. Okay. <laughs> yes. And it seems like it's a, like you've, you've, um, I don't want to say reduced it to the most important things, but to say to I take it to out be practical. Yeah. I really want it to be practical because the thing is like, I am a very spiritual, but also very practical person. I feel like it should be applicable. I feel like it shouldn't be something that you just, I don't know, sit and wax about how, I don't know, like that it, it should be like, that you're able to discern, like, see, like, I, I'm a one, and one of the things I have is leadership, but it's leadership as in I need to step out, be in front, be the sun, be the Leo, like, it's that sense of leadership, it's not leadership among people in that sense, it's leadership in front of other people, right, and the thing I'm most afraid of is being seen, so how do you deal? <laughs> right, <laughs> but right. it's just like knowing this about myself, and not being like, oh, it's, it's hard, my life is hard and but being like okay okay leadership and being seen that's challenging but that's what i got to show up each day and do 
you know, in some sense. I got to say yes whenever people ask me to do stuff, like to be seen in any way. I have to say yes. Yes. Because I also know that's my gift to other people. A gift to other people is that they will see me and go like, wow, that girl is on fire. Or like, she's going somewhere. There's a sun. Let's follow that. Even if I'm like, oh, I don't know. And what about my integrity? And really want to be like firm on my boundaries. And I want to be the right kind of leader. You know, I can have all these doubts about myself, but I still need to show up. Right. And right. when you know that that's your challenge, I feel like it gets a lot easier to do it. Right. And, and like accept it and know that like, for example, I have the biggest problems with leaders because I'm a leader. You know, that's why I'm getting triggered. You know, right. I'm just like, ah, why are you doing it that way? That's not how it should look or whatever. That's not leadership. You know, I get triggered because it's my challenge. Right. Um, yeah. So I feel like the practical part of neurology is just so important. And yes, it can feel like I'm reducing it, but it's just like, I could talk about each base number for a couple of days. You know, we can always expand it. I never know what kind, like what the sentence is that's going to like change people's lives. I just know I need to keep talking about them until like something changes. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's, that's kind of, in a way, the way that things work, though, I, what I've found in, in my work as well is just like, when you start getting those hits and impressions, and, and when things start flowing through, then it is those small little chunks of information. And you're just like, well, you need to know this, you know, so yeah. perhaps it's not reducing it, but it's filtering it in a way that makes it really accessible for people to be able to use on a daily basis in their yeah. life. I want it, I want it to be clear. I think it's like one of my gifts is clarity, like that I can reduce or like uh, crystallize, thing, crystallize things. And I think actually like having to write a book that had to be short and to the point was like helpful. Cause I was like, okay, I don't have 300 pages here to just wax poetically about stuff. I have to like boil it down and make it clear. Um, and also, I mean, in this day and age with our like very short attention span, I feel like it's important to get to the point in that sense. Um, right. Right. Yeah. But I think your work though, when somebody, I mean, if somebody is going to take the book and they're going to look at it, they're just going to get an overview basically of. Yeah. I mean, you get an introduction to the nine base numbers mm -hmm. um, and you are, I mean, from it, you're able to figure out what your base numbers are and how they interact. And then I list how, how do you figure out a name vibration? How do you calculate that? And all the name vibrations. There's 46 of them. I think. So you get like a few words on each name vibration. And this is kind of like, if you had to describe each tarot card in short, it can become a little brutal once in a while. Yeah. It can become very specific. You're like, the tower, let's talk about this. <laughs> um, yeah. So they are like... I mean, name vibrations in that sense are extreme. Um, so intro to those. Um, then how to do an omroscope, which is actually really advanced work. But it's one of the ways that I can show that, yes, if you change just one name, everything shifts. Oh, yeah. So by being able to uh, calculate an omroscope, then you get a deeper sense of what I see. And then a couple of case studies. I do uh, Oprah Winfrey and I do John Lennon. Oh, interesting. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to do a successful, famous woman. And then I wanted a man where I was like, there can be more than one opinion about this guy, depending on if you're into the music part and the Beatles and whatever, or if you're hating on him because of Yoko Ono, or if you feel like his stance on the Vietnam War was problematic. I felt like that was interesting. Um, and then all the connections, like connecting it to tarot, feng shui, the chakra system, of course, like everything is connected. Yeah, I have, I have there, there's a lot of information in a, in, a, in a short book in that sense. Yeah. Right. It sounds like it. I'm like, oh, wait, this, <laughs> this applies to feng shui. Hang on a second here. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's on pre-order sale right now. You can get it on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, IndieBound, Amazon UK, you know, it's all over. And it's out, I think they send it out October 22nd, but the actual publishing date is November 5th. Okay. But they do that thing where they send it out before. Yes. 
Okay, good. Yeah, because I'm all writing it down. I'm like, oh, you've got me hooked here. <laughs> yeah. It's well, a very affordable intro to numerology for sure. Right. And I also do, I mean, just to top it, I do explain the history. Like, why Pythagoras? Why Western numerology? Why do Chinese people, you know, they, they never want to live or have a room that's number 13. They want to live on the 13th floor. Like, these kind of superstitions that are in there too. And like why numerology is not as known as astrology, like because yeah. it should. Well, yeah, you would think it would. It, it's very uh, obtainable, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, and I mean, like I don't know. I think it's also depending on like who was uh, presenting the information. But I feel like astrology and numerology are like this, like yeah. completely entwined. Uh, you know, all numbers also connect to a planet, so it's all like layer upon layer. And I feel like the more I learn about astrology, the more I'm like, oh, it's all like connected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, it adds another layer of, of understanding and knowing ourselves. Yeah. And I'm also like, I mean, we're all uh, putting pieces together, right? Like, I feel like, of course, I'm going to like uh, forcefully say that numerology has so much knowledge, um, like has so much like wisdom, has so much like power. But I also understand when people, like I had a very passionate palm reader and I was like, whoa, you're taking this to the next level. Really? Okay. You know, she was just like with her background and whatever, expanding on, I guess, what traditionally, you know, comes through in a palm reading. And I was like, this is really helpful. It's useful. You're reading the map from a different angle, but I really like this angle you have on the map. Um, right. Right. Yeah. No, that's totally. And, and like you were saying earlier, though, this is all, this all comes back to bringing the power into the person's hands. Yes, so much. I really feel like, I mean, of course, it's also because I do, I do change people's lives in that sense that, you know, some of these name vibrations can be removed and something new can be introduced. But also like, suddenly when you don't have that name vibration anymore, and you're not living that reality anymore, you're like, Oh, so this is the lesson. Okay, now I'm standing on the other side. It's the thing, it's the same thing in some sense when people are like, well, the best thing that ever happened to me, to me was that my husband left or my house burnt down. Something where it's like, wow, now I can really see why I was, I had this lesson in this life. And thank God it could be changed. You know, thank God I can now see it from the other side. But I've, yeah, yeah, right. that sense of like, yeah, it really changes on the other side. Oh, that's interesting to see that 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 it it changes a person's perspective and point of view so much. Just to having it really does. We don't. We, I mean, in in good and bad ways. I didn't realize how cynical I had gotten until I changed my name. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize, uh, and of course, it's also like understanding, like from a numerology perspective, we can raise people's vibration. You know, in that sense, we can lift them to a higher perspective and more support of what they're really here to do. Right. And that's really good. You get, you know, you get filled up, poured back into yourself in that sense. And then when you maybe look back and you go like, wow, I was just, again, like if everything is a spectrum, I was using the, the bottom of the spectrum. Like I was, yes, I was hardworking, but I was getting cynical. You know, I was hating on people who were not hardworking. <laughs> right. You know, I was like, what is this you're saying about life can be easy? I don't have that experience. Life is not easy. You know, and like um, victim, mentality, victim mentality can be in a name vibration simply because you will lose again and again and again and have that sense of losing again and again and again. And it's like, uh, even if there are wins, you focus on the bad stuff all the time and, and kind of like in a codependent relationship, if there's no drama, you go out and find it. Right. And right. that's such a waste of time, but it can feel like you got no other possibility. Um, I mean, I'm also a trained actress and the theater world's an interesting field to see um, why do people, why do people want to act? Is it because they get to um, have emotions you know, visible, big ones, lots of them, negative ones, are they allowed? Is it because they were not allowed to have a big emotional life? And we all do. Right. Uh, I mean, we really do <laughs> just like conform ourselves a little bit. 
Or is it because they want to be seen? No one ever saw them. And they're just like hungry to be seen, being told they're good enough. Or is it, you know, to get lost? Too much reality. I just want to get lost. Please give me a story. You know, let me be a fairy. Let me be, you know, something fantastical, you know, and it's in our culture. We love it. Like Game of Thrones or something like that is larger than life and, and has a little magic in it. We all want to get lost. But like the people who actually play the parts, it's really interesting to see because that's also in our names. Right. Like, why do we want to do that? Like, why do we want to experience life through other characters? Right. Yeah. Now, if somebody doesn't necessarily want to change their name, but wants to find out about the vibration and working within the name that they have, do you work with them in that as well? I do. Or? I do. I have okay. something called the soul session where okay. it's basically everything I can see. Okay. It's like, uh, I, I created it for myself because I was like, ah, I'm a numerologist, but again, it's so nice when someone is sitting on the other side of the map telling you what they see. Some, I mean, totally. as a reader, it's like, oh, I can just relax and you can tell me stuff. Um, and I created the soul session because I was looking actually for a numerologist and I was like, wait, I should create this myself um, to just give me everything without wanting to change anything. Right. So it's the whole, like, it's your whole um, birth. Uh, date like every number in it and what that tells me and we go deep in like uh, the soul lessons in that because there's also a difference between being born on the 10th and being a one and being born on the 19th and being a one and the same with threes and twos and whatever there is like a lesson in double digits um, so we go into those and if one has a harmonious number scope has changed your name and they want to like really uh, push it further we talk even more. It's more like a mentoring session for those. And right. if you haven't changed your name, then I do my best to say, okay, well, if this vibration is always doing this for you, if this filter is continuously sending you this feedback, what is the antidote? Like, what can we do to master this? Because even when I talk about harmonious number scope, there's still lessons in there. Oh, it yeah. might be more pleasant, more fun, less struggle. Uh, but there's still lessons, you know, you still have to master them continuously. And there is a higher end of that spectrum. There's always a higher end of that spectrum. So we talk about that, like the spectrum and also like recognizing it. Like you're having these thoughts. That means the lower end of the spectrum. What are the tools, the actual tools I can give you to get you out of that? Right. But that also, I mean, I love when people want the soul session because then I'm like, oh, you want to go deep. Ooh, okay, let's do that. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, you get, of course, the recording and the video and you get like your actual like lessons, the karmic lessons written out. So you always have them. But I feel like even when I look at mine, I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, I know the thing I don't want to know <laughs> because the karmic lessons are like I'm born on the 28th. This is all about me. Uh, but like the biggest lesson if you're born on the 28th has to do with forgiveness. So the challenge is that people will cross your boundaries. You will have to forgive them. Right. You know, to make it further. Um, so again, with the karmic lessons, they're really good to hear and have, but they're also the thing where like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't really want it. <laughs> right. Right. But they're going to keep happening. Yeah. And so this is something that repeats until you just rise above it. Yes, I mean, the, the thing, we can't change your birthday. So that's just what it is. And there is no bad birthdays or good birthdays in that way. Right. We've gotten exactly what we need in this lifetime. But I do think, actually, I mean, this is just my perspective. I feel like whenever we order this life, wherever we are on the other side, and we're looking at this menu or whatever, we're going like, I think I'm going to order this. This seems good. I feel like that menu looks different than when we get down here and we actually have to eat it or like deal with it. Right. <laughs> it's, a different, uh, it's a different sense. Um, yeah, but yeah. For the rest of your life, you will have to deal with what's in your birthday. Right. But it's the same if you go to an astrologer, for example. You know, whatever yeah. the challenge is for a Gemini, that's the challenge. Um, right. But I also feel like, I mean, it gets really helpful. That's also why I wrote the book. I was like, it's also helpful to know about other people. I mean, it's really right. helpful to know, like, why am I attracted to this person? Like, why do we work? Or also, like, why why do people like when I'm in the situation with these people, why does it always trip me up or like even understanding our family, you know, mm -hmm. going like, Oh, like my dad is a double one and I'm a one. 
it's challenging. We're a lot alike. And I don't like the things about him that I don't like about myself. And on top of that, we're family, you know? So right. like understanding, oh, okay, we actually do see the world very similarly, but we're like interpreting it a little differently too. So also I'm supportive. I mean, I'm married to a three. And all that success and all that ambition is tiring for him. Um, <laughs> so I try to be supportive and I try to be the one who who go like, let's do a have done list instead of a to-do list because you have done a lot. Right. <laughs> instead of like if, if people have a tendency to focus on the lack, which we all do in some sense, um, then like shifting it and helping people in that way. Right. Because I feel like I also become a more pleasant person to be around when I'm aware of the people I'm around in that sense. True. And then you understand them a little bit more so that you can, you can really see why it is. Yeah. Like my son is a Capricorn, but he's got a lot of water and it's <laughs> like, you know, when I, when I put his horoscope out there and when I looked at it, I was like, Oh my God, that explains so much, Yeah, you know? And I love the fact though too that you use the work as a tool of healing and as a tool yeah. of empowering it's not just a report like here you go here I don't feel like report. it's actually I mean I feel like I can tell that uh I create the biggest change when I actually talk to people mm -hmm. I'm sure there are people who are able to like write everything down and create a genius report or and like send that out and people will get something from that I can tell that my energy and how I like explain things in the moment and the images I get through of how mm -hmm. I'm supposed to phrase things that's impactful that's helpful um so that's what I want to do again I mean you can always split it I know there are numerologists who you know do numbers to win the lotto or you know on soccer teams like everyone's yearly cycles on the day to figure out who has the best like flow going on <laughs> and then betting according to that. Um, there's like, you can do anything with it in that sense. It's just a tool. I mean, just like the tarot, you can also like misuse it if you want. The cards are not going to like you, but you know, you can. Yeah. So I feel like, I, I don't know if you don't use it for healing. I'm, it's also the integrity for me. I'm like, I could never do this if I didn't deeply believe that it was, real and effectful right I mean because also like there are days where I'm like I wish it wasn't real uh, you know in that sense of like oh all these I mean I also I know what to do sometimes we can wish we didn't know the map because then we didn't have any responsibility for like you know walking that path but when right. you know the path you're like okay right doing it and I think lots of people in the world you know, don't have access to the map because they're not supposed to do it right now. You know, maybe you find the map later in life or someone to speak it in a way where you're like, oh, okay, I'm ready to change some stuff now. Right, right. But yeah, when somebody comes to you, especially for the name change, that means, yeah, I'm ready for a big change. Yeah, I don't have, I think most people, this is like a business thing. When you start out, you might have people who are flailing a little bit because you are flailing a little bit because it's new. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the longer I work, the more I can tell that everyone I'm attracting are ready for a change in some sense. Right. Ready for that stuff. Um, when people... Um, I mean, it's also if the universe stops you from going somewhere or doing something, you should listen. It's okay if it challenges you to test if you're ready for whatever it is you're wanting. But if it's deliberately saying no, then, you know, that's an answer. Right. Uh, I mean, we can dream of things and they never come true. And then some of them are probably for our own, you know, best interest. Well, not only that, to push us in the right direction, I feel like sometimes yeah. we chase after things that, and they just keep pushing us away. It's just like yeah. the person who comes for repeated readings about a lover who's not paying yeah. attention, who isn't in love, and you're just like, well, hey, there, you know, take a step <laughs> back. There's probably something better coming up for yeah. you. But it's also, I mean, that's, again, like something you know, once you've gone a few steps into your life or you look back and you're like, I'm so grateful for those closed doors. Yes. Oh my God. If they didn't close, where would I be? Oh my, I would not be doing the fun things I'm doing right now. Like, I mean, I was well on my way with the acting career when numerology happened and I'm sure I wouldn't have met my husband 
if it hadn't been for the name change. I would have moved to the U.S. I wouldn't have, now I'm moving to L.A., I wouldn't have written a book about numerology and become an author. Right. If it wasn't for the numerology. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's uh, where I'm going now. Thank God for all the closed doors. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I love hearing your perspective and your, your information and your passion towards this. It's, it's just you. beautiful to see people who are doing the work from your perspective and with the integrity and with, you know, this idea of helping to make the world a better place one person at a time, one lesson at a time. Yeah, I also feel like it's the rising. I can tell it's getting really dark here. No, <laughs> no, it's just because it's going to rain. Um, yeah. But I do feel like it's uh, the rise of the feminine mm-hmm. again from a numerology perspective. Perspective, but when we stepped into the two thousands, starting with the two, a lot more feminine power. So everything I'm seeing, like on a global level, of like having the tough conversations, feminine, masculine, female empowerment. Yeah. I feel like name change not belonging to someone not being property being able to change our story also like the fact that things are moving faster and faster we have multiple jobs we move a lot more Um, like everything is just like the vibration is becoming higher and I feel like I'm part of that in some sense I can't change you know thousands of people but I can change hundreds of people's names and in that sense like send them more directly towards the path they were always meant to go. And I feel like the more we walk the path that actually feels right for us, the better for everyone around us. Oh yeah, definitely. And each person though, I mean, when you change one person's life, that that has such a ripple effect. And I don't think that should be negated really at all because making one person feel better or more whole they interact with people on a totally different level then and I also you never know who's gonna you know I mean I never know what I'm gonna tell someone that they're gonna tell someone else that they're gonna tell someone else you know I feel like um also like with trauma through generations when someone wakes up and says like you know what it stops with me right this this pattern at least this pattern I'm gonna stop that one whatever it is scarcity poverty codependency trauma Whatever it is, uh, I love when people come to me with that sense where I'm like, okay, you've decided that it stops here. Right. Okay. Because then I can really help you. Um, But for myself too, I see it in my relationship to my family too. But the fact that I have actually changed my name has made a lot of our interactions easier because there's not the compound effect of what you could call dysfunction on dysfunction with the name change, I've changed some of the filters and I'm like, oh my God, those are your filters. They're not mine anymore. Makes it a lot easier to be in the room. Right. You know, because it's like if you're sitting as a victim, yelling at a victim, it's just a yelling match. You know, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. And uh, it's just a lot easier to, you know, take that whole thing out of the equation. And that helps with the vibration change, with the name change, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, understanding those dynamics is just like, yes. Um. <laughs> well, and I love you throw your shoulders back and you're just like, it, it changes <laughs> even the way you hold yourself and the way you present yourself and the way you feel about yourself. But I think it's also like, I mean, no matter what kind of approach you have to life and growth, we all see like, okay, uh, family, family dynamics that always like affects us. Then we grow older, you know, the first boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Okay, family dynamics somehow in that like love relationship. How do I do love? How did my family do love? Maybe we get kids and we realize, oh, okay, there's some anxiety about not becoming my mom or not becoming my dad. Like, I don't want to do it. And sometimes by not doing it, we become even worse. Or, you know, we pull the pendulum so far in the other direction that they, you know, our kids also need therapy. Because it's just another extreme. Um, I had a wonderful acting teacher who said, the biggest gift I can give my kid, no matter what I do, is therapy when they turn 18. (laughs) And I feel like that's a whole, like, yeah, pulling it, just like, yeah. But just seeing the growth through, I mean, whatever approach, again, like whatever, whatever way you see the map, You know, just find someone to look at the map for you. It doesn't need to be me. It could be whoever. Someone to look at your map and go like, okay, I see these things. These are your 
challenges and your gifts and you go like okay and then you go work on them and take them through whatever modality you have to it could be a physical modality you might need i don't know alexander technique or breath work or you know do a lot of yoga whatever it is that makes you like be able to like loosen those patterns right and yeah sure it could be with numerology but there's so many ways of like releasing that trauma and just like not carrying it anymore right no, but I, I love the fact too that you that you put these additional options on the table for people. You say this is opening basically this is knocking the door open and the way you choose to go through the store and what you choose to do with yourself. There are so many different it's it's a starting point. It's a trigger yeah. point. And I do have, you know, I do have like the small session, which is just like, you know, half an hour, you know, audio file where I just like everything that comes up when I look at people's numeroscope and it's kind of like uh, you know the taster mm -hmm. if you feel like okay okay I like Novali I like her she should tell me more or if it's just like okay I'm like uh, sampling around seeing who I like and then I have the name changed in the soul session um, and I also do it for businesses naming businesses and creating businesses because also picking a start date for business creates that entity right and some entities are just a little more, uh, you know, business savvy. Right. Make for that because the business is just a tool. So you want to pick the best tool for your toolbox. Or if you already have a business and it has a start date, you know, that we can name it something that's more pushing on the, the money flow and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a really <laughs> awesome. I'm all like, um, let's see. <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody can book a session. Just go to novalywilder.com and that's yeah. where they find you have a nice, beautiful pop-up that shows your book <laughs> when it comes yeah. out, which is wonderful. And then your story was on there and it was, it's a really nice, well done website, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's N-O-V-A-L-E-E-W-I-L-D-E-R dot com yes. and you're having 10 percent off of um, I, I do yeah i am right now in new york but we're moving to la and they felt like having a moving sale um so i i do have for my danish clients because i also have danish clients and i have a danish website there's a whole sale for them but for my american clients i have a 10 percent off all sessions you just need to type in los angeles one word okay. as your code um and i do have in case anyone is out there thinking yes i want to do the name change sessions but i don't have like whatever that much money right now i do have like payment plans and if okay. you want to get 10 percent on the payment plans you just do los angeles and then 10 okay zero in case you wanted that um yeah but that's for the rest of may and then i moved to la and then uh, yeah that's gonna be fun <laughs> wow yeah i can imagine definitely yeah. i'm ready I mean, I'm thinking about it right now because I'm sitting in New York and it's May and it's just raining and I'm thinking I'm looking forward to LA and like a summer that's not so humid and right. uh, yeah, the sunny, the sunny part mm -hmm. of, uh, of the US. Yes. Yes. And definitely the winter is going to be so much better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sure. New York winters are just no fun at all. No, uh -uh. Yeah. no. I'm sure they're probably they're even worse than here in Austria. So yeah, definitely. Austria is beautiful, though. You guys got good snow. Uh, we we haven't really this year. We did get snow. We we got a, a lot of snow this year, mm -hmm. speaking. But yeah, I guess in the mountains, there's there's the pretty snow. <laughs> yeah, I just I think it's like living in a big city. All the I don't know, like the seasons are just not as pretty because everything gets a little obstructed by it being a city. So like right. humid summers and gray and slushy winters, and I'm just like so ready for some sun. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, LA is the place for you then. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Can you hear the thunder? I can. Yes. Well. <laughs> We're going to wrap up now yes. and I, I really appreciate you taking the time and reaching out and sharing your wealth of knowledge with us and explaining so much to us. So thank you, Novali. I really thank you so much. It. I'm so, I'm so honored to be on all of the media you're doing with this. So yes. the honor is mine. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And okay. be careful in your storm. So <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Okay. Thank you.
Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So thank you everybody for stopping in. We were talking to Nova Lee Wilder today. My name is Sue Ellis Seller and I am here with you from Spiritual Business Spotlight. Um, again, Nova Lee does, um, <laughs> she just explained everything. So she does numerology and she's a match numerologist and she's running a 10% off sale, moving sale because she's moving from New York to Los Angeles. And her website is Nova Lee, that's N-O-V-A-L-E-E, Wilder, W-I-L-D-E-R.com. And you can find her new book there, which is going to be out in November. You can pre-order it now. And also all of her um, services and different kinds of readings. So take care, have a fantastic evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to have um, Janie back on and she's going to be talking about using um, archetypes to help to bring you forward and recognize where you are in your life so we'll be on again tomorrow night and thank you we appreciate everybody being here and showing up and talk to you tomorrow take care